Welcome in, 8 o'clock, Jim of the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee, a country financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, Kevin Durant heading to Phoenix. Thought about the death of the super teams. We're going to see another one, though, right? I mean, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, probably. Get a little bit of that with Booker and Paul and now mm-hmm. Durant and Phoenix. So if you got some thoughts on that today. Also, Sean Payton, when he was asked about who he's rooting for in the Super Bowl, yeah, made it quite clear. Now as the head man of the Denver Broncos, no way, no how, not in a trillion years, mm-hmm. Will he be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs? As a Broncos fan, do you follow that mindset? Or do you say, well, you know, the, gosh, I like Mahomes, and I like Andy Reid, and I think the State Farm commercials are funny, and Travis Kelsey seems like a good dude, and, and boy, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't root for the Chiefs. I'm a Broncos fan, but they're also in the AFC West. Yeah, they're Chris AFC Jones team. Is a man. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to root for the Chiefs. I follow the, the Sean Payton mindset. Now, I think there are times in my life I've been I've been duped into the other thing. Well, you know, it's the mm-hmm. same conference, and you know, you got to root for your conference, right? You got to root for your division if it's a division team. I just I, I agree with Sean Payton on that. If you're a if you're a Broncos fan. And you can like those guys, and I'm not saying you should hate hate those guys I just mentioned. No, because they're they're likable guys. I like Joe Burrow. Doesn't mean I want him to win anything. Exactly. I like Josh Allen, but mm-hmm. the Broncos are playing the Bills. I'm not. I'm not hoping for Josh Allen to hope Josh plays well today. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're a fantasy football, and see that's where fantasy football comes into this a little bit of. Yeah, I've got my That's team. regular season. But um but I'm but there's that yeah. mindset though of I don't where you're right. It's you're right. It's not I mean not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's the mindset of you have people that have become fans of players. Right. And more than you know, more than fans of teams. I might have a team that I like for some people. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a diehard Broncos fan and will always be a diehard Broncos fan. You're a diehard Browns fan. Yeah. And that stuff and that to me supersedes any fantasy football stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are people I, that, that that's the bigger priority than their team winning. I will cheer for my team first. I will cheer against the Steelers and the Ravens and a couple others second. And then it's a case-by-case basis, right? Sure. Like, if the Bills were in the Super Bowl, I'd probably pull for them. Sure. But not necessarily for the team, but for all the fans, right? Absolutely. Our late buddy, Buffalo Mark. What they had to, you know, four Super Bowls in a row, just heartbreaking, stuff like Great that. Great documentary, the 30 for 30, the Four yeah, Falls. The Four Falls of Buffalo was fantastic, you know, for them. This one, I don't really know. I don't really have a dog in the fight either way. But then the Bills are not in your division. They're not no. in my team's division, and so it's easier. It's easier for that one. And because of Mark and... Just mm-hmm. because I, I thought Marv, and Marv Levy and Jim Kelly at the great, yeah, great guys. Thurman were Thomas, the, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, yep, Tasker, Don Beebe, yeah, all those guys. And you know, then I was like I've said before about the Bills. I've always felt like Buffalo fans and Denver fans because of the Super Bowl losses. Mm-hmm. There was kind of a 
kind of kindred spirits there a little bit among the fan bases. Yeah. Because of that. And well, about so, 97. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Then it's different. Then things changed. Yeah. But, but there's still kind of that feeling, though, a little, a bit. little bit. And so... But when it's a team that's in your division, mm-hmm. when it's a team... Like, say, Baltimore was playing in the Super Bowl. I'd be happy for our friend Petey Pope if they won. But I... You know, and I, and I might eh, not that happy. Sorry, but, but TV, see, but. for me, I I'd have no problem rooting for the Ravens. Right, that's different because it's different divisions of teams. Right, for, for you, right. no way, yeah. no how, never going to happen. Never in a billion years right. could you do that. That's like cheering for the guy running away from the bank with the bags full of money. Go, buddy, go, <laughs> go, go, go. See, for me, that would be cheering on the Ravens. Exactly, and conversely, if if the you know the Chiefs are of course playing Sunday or the, or the Raiders were in or the Chargers. <laughs> You might say, you know, I yeah, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for for L.A. or I'm I'm rooting for the you know, the Raiders or whatever. But there's no way I could ever do that, right? And I and I I'm totally agree. I, I I love what I love what Sean Payton did by saying that. Mm-hmm. It's sending a message of I'm here to win football games. I'm not here to be you know be buddies with anybody else right. in the division. I'm not here to I'm not here to talk smack to them at this point in time. But I'm making it known that I'm here to win football games, and I don't want to see. I don't want Kansas City winning, and and bringing that back to our division to hold that over our heads. I'm not looking at oh, that's so great. The AFC West has a Super Bowl champion. No, I don't want that. No. I don't want them to win. I don't want them to, to to enjoy a single second of winning a championship. I'm not going to cheer for a team in my division to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to cheer for him to have any sort of success at all. If the other three teams in the AFC North go 0-17 on the season, I've had a good year. It doesn't matter what happened with the Browns do, but if they all go winless, I've had a good year. Right. But at this point, there's nothing I could do about it if they're in the Super Bowl, you know? And so I'm not going to cheer for them, but if they win, then it's like, all right, we got two two chances to beat the Super Bowl champs next year. Browns aren't going to do it, but I mean, there's two that, chances. Yeah, and that's that's the way to look at it. If, if they end up winning, you go, mm-hmm. okay, you know, let's, let's go, right? Let's go, let's go, put a like, beat down on, the, on to, the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. So, I, for me, I I just I do like Andrew Andy Reid, Andrew Reid. I do like Andy <laughs> Reid. I like I like all the Chiefs guys. I don't dislike the Eagles, but I do have a little bit more affinity for the Chiefs, I guess. True. Well, yeah. I mean, it's for me. It's, it's I mean, it's a team that mm-hmm. we talk more about, obviously being in the Broncos yeah. division and, and 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 those things. But yeah, I, I I think the I think there are compelling stories with Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. who tried to recruit AJ Brown in, in college to come and play with him, and now he's had the chance to play with him, and it's been a a very beneficial relationship. All right. So if you got some thoughts on if you're a Broncos fan. And you're going to root for Kansas City Sunday. Tell me how you reconcile that. Tell me how you're okay with that. If you are one of those folks, I'm not going. I'm not here to lambast you. I'm not here to ridicule you. I'm just curious how you you're able to come to come to a, a peace with that with yourself mm-hmm. and rooting for a team that is in your division. Text or call us nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. All right. See, you got Larry from Clifton. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. There you go, Larry. 
All right, Jared, who wins in a 40, Rich Eisen or me? Oh, I'm giving it to Rich Richie Eisen. Rich, for sure, I think. I'm going to give it to Rich Eisen. Yeah. Um, I would love to do it. It would be great to meet Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. I might blow my doors off. Do we? Do I have to run in the in the dress shoes? Do I have to run the floor shimes like he does? Do I get the advantage of wearing sneakers to, to do this? Or that's... I think you have to run in the suit and wingtips just like he does. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I would do that if that opportunity presented itself. Sure. Because you got to even the playing field, right? Because then if you beat him, then it's like, well, oh, look, look he was that. in a suit and look. wingtips. You know, you were in spikes and be like whatever. the um, the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry has the uh, he's like elementary school classmate that Jerry or or junior high classmate that Jerry beat in a in a sprint, mm-hmm. and the guy forever said that the the Jerry came out of the blocks too fast, jumped the gun. And I think it might have been beat him out for a spot on the track team or something like that. But so this guy's held held this resentment forever that Jerry beat him, and Jerry always you know puffs up his chest. Yeah, I beat you. And then they have another race again, and you go to find out that you know initially Jerry did actually uh, did actually cheat, took advantage of jumping the gun. I would not do that. I would not do that to Rich Eisen. Would never do you that. Would cheat. Nope, I would I'd not do that at all. Way. I'd try. You would try? Okay. Absolutely, I would try. All right. So, who do we have here on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? This is Mike in Scottsdale. Mike in Scottsdale. I'm sure traffic's better today than normal. I, I would hope so. Mike, how's the traffic in uh, in the fair city of Scottsdale, Phoenix, in the greater metro area this morning, getting ready for Super Bowl 57? Muchachos, I'm sure that it's really bad, but... You know, since I've been working from home since March, it's awesome. So I didn't realize I you're working from home. Well, go good for you. Well, more time to listen to us then, right? That's right. Every day, part of my routine. So what? yeah, this is kind of the zenith of, of the the sports universe this week. You know, you have the the always popular waste management open golf tournament and Super Bowl going on at the same time. So. Kevin Durant Lots of big coming to town. Going on around here. Yeah, what about Kevin Durant coming to your town? Is he gonna gonna big NBA guy, Mike? It's custom. You gonna you gonna hang out uh, with Kevin Durant? Any chance you might be rubbing oh, elbows with him? The Phoenix Suns teams from ninety two, ninety three, and two thousand uh, four and five would tell you what will probably happen. Though those years they lost to true. the Bulls and to the Spurs, so they've been down this road before with super teams here. So. They'll come up short because they're the most disappointing franchise in the NBA. Next star Nuggets. Well, let's hope so. this year, though. Maybe the disappointment yeah, will, uh, will, not, will not be there this year. Let's hope. There's not a difference the between losing in the finals and not making it to the finals. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, which brings up what I wanted to talk about yesterday, because you guys got busy with interviews and stuff, but this, this dovetails perfectly with our discussion of LeBron versus MJ. And I think it's really a maybe a, a retaliation against the current NBA and the super teams and just kind of what the NBA has become because old guys like us, like Gen Xers, you know, look at it like, well, the NBA now is soft. Look at like the way that the Pistons and the Knicks used to play. And that was real basketball, you know, and now this is all soft and super teams and, and all that. So I think it's more 
a lot more goes into it than just against LeBron, the player. I think it's just against the league as a whole. The nostalgia of, you know, the old days and the way that the that the game used to be played versus the way it is now. So I think that's where a lot of that MJ over LeBron comes from. Yeah, I think he's he's really just the avatar of the current league. And a lot of people aren't really fans of the way the league is is played. It's officiated, it's run. And right. it's not necessarily one person, but with the I'm taking my talents to South Beach, that five or six word phrase kind of made LeBron the face of all this. And I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from. I think that's a good point. I do. I, I just think it's it's not against him as a player. Because, I mean, you can't, you can't deny facts, mm-hmm. numbers, stats, ability as a player. Yeah, I and the people that say he's not the GOAT, okay, we can have a discussion. I may disagree, but I have a problem when people, he's not a great player, period. No, he's a fantastic basketball player. Is he as good as Jordan? I don't know. It's a different game. I kind of agree with, uh, who was it that texted in yesterday? CJ. It's a different game. It's a different era. He is the best player since he came into the league, though, which is now 20 years ago. And you, look, we had people yesterday. Well, he Kareem never shot threes; only shot what made one three in his career. Mm-hmm. He LeBron started his career early, coming out of high school. It's like okay, so how do you how do you hold those things against him? Those are things that, to me, the degree of difficulty was harder because he's coming out of high school. He's a seventeen-year-old kid. He I, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated yeah. as a junior in high school. Yeah, I, I just you know it's okay. They, they have the three-point line. Cream played center. He he wasn't a guy that had great shooting range. He didn't go out and you know and shoot a lot of a ton of mid-range jumpers and things like that. I, I just I just think nobody you, comes at Kareem and his record with the well, you know, Kareem was almost seven feet tall. Yeah, no, it was an unfair advantage. That's was, unfair advantage. Not, yeah. A seven feet tall in the well, hook nobody shot. Goes at, nobody goes at Kobe with the high school thing either. That's what's interesting. Right. It's LeBron. You know? They, they mm-hmm. do that for him. And, and I get it. LeBron has said things that, that rub some people the wrong way. I, I, I get that. I understand that. I don't agree with everything that the guy has to say. I think sometimes he's... He's self-centered. I, I think there are those things oh, about likes him. LeBron. Oh, yeah, LeBron he, he loves does. LeBron. But he's not the only guy to ever do that. When he, and what, do you think MJ didn't love MJ? He loved him a lot of MJ. Let's be honest MJ about that. MJ was the only person Michael Jordan <laughs> liked. He was, yeah, he was the guy that he liked to be around the most himself. I think if his kids played basketball, he'd hate his kids. Probably would. <laughs> he probably would have. I, I, I just... I, I just think that when you can you can debate about Michael Jordan and and, and LeBron all you want, they're, they're guys that had different skill sets, different eras, and but but to say that LeBron James isn't one of the greatest players of all time, right. if you're, he's you're lying to yourself. Five, mm-hmm. then you you really need to evaluate reality. Absolutely, you don't you don't have you to know? like him. You don't have to. It's like it's like Brady. You don't have to like Brady, right? But right. don't but you can't deny how. The, the talent that was there and how great of a player he was and not just Which the seven Super the Bowls. Which the argument that people bring is like, well, if put player X on team X, they would have done the same thing. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a weak argument. That's, that doesn't really hold out. Right. And, and so. will they have had the same success on other teams. I don't know. 
I tend to think the old LeBron James has played on other teams. That's the thing. He does have that. And Brady has gone to another team and won a Super Bowl. That they have gone and played on X other team and they've won championships. So you can you can LeBron roll that argument out and they still with, and they still meet they meet that mm-hmm. criteria. LeBron won a couple championships with pretty average teams around him. Yeah, that Cavs team you know, is not a you know, a history lesson in depth when it comes to exactly. the NBA, the one he won. And the Lakers team a couple years ago. Not a great deep basketball team. No. No. But I, I just think it's it's just unfair when people say, Well, he's not one of the greatest players of all time. You don't have to like him. But but like the, said, the the numbers he doesn't have to be the GOAT in your eyes, but a great is different than the greatest. Right. And and I think right. there's a lot of room to debate him being the greatest of all time. And I but I also feel debate. that I also feel that way about about magic. I feel that way about Wilt. I feel that way about all those guys. Five guys. Yeah. Yep. I, I just and yeah, it's just it's fun to debate, but there's no sorry everybody, but there's no like one true and correct answer. I mean there's just no way to quantify that. So, I, I think you make a point though with about. the age. Younger kids Oh, yeah. It's probably LeBron. Our generation, a little older, it's Jordan or Magic or, or Bill Russell. Bill Russell yeah, exactly. for even older. Even older. Sure. Kareem, you know, it's kind of right. generational. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is generational. Hey, do you guys need a place to crash when you come down for the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, are you offering up is what you're saying? People are renting out their houses down here for like $2,500 a night. Yeah, we're not going to pay that, but if you're... Right. I have a guest room. I'd I'd probably charge you like a thousand. You have a very nice guest room. Yeah, Yeah, but you need need to charge more than that. You need to charge way more than that. The Motel 6, there's a Motel 6 that's that's close to the stadium. $2,200 a night for a Motel 6 room. It's insane. You can rent a very nice RV for less than that. (laughs) And sleep in my car. And be park it at the Motel Super 6. viewing party for less than that. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, Mike, always great to hear from you, my friend. Enjoy the game on hey, Sunday. You okay, you too. We'll all, right, you. all right, Mike from Scottsdale this morning. Uh, a couple more texts off the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. From Jim, good morning, gentlemen. Stuck in slow traffic going to Glenwood from an accident. You guys making it easier as you apologize to teams just before you rip them a new one. I'm killing me. Oh, thank you, Jim. It's like the dentist when he... This might hurt. Yep, it's it's gonna. No offense, but here comes the Okay, offense. we're getting a little late into this, but it's time to go around the NFL this morning. Start out with the story. It's been uh, popping up on different sites like Mile High Report about how much the Broncos players hated line coach Butch Berry. That this is from um, apparently someone who covers the Dolphins, but also some of this is from Benjamin Albright from 850 KOA, Broncos country tonight. That a Broncos insider on apparently Butch Berry's now coaching with the Dolphins, so Butch Berry got him a new gig. He's an idiot, got fired mid season for incompetence. Players hated him, openly laughed at him, and called him a joke. And that when Jerry Rosberg, Broncos interim head coach, fired him, players applauded at the team meeting 
when the announcement he got fired. Apparently, he would leave. That's not good. He apparently left notes in lockers instead of talking to players in person. Uh, Multiple players suggested he had no idea what he was doing. And that the way he would critique players when he did talk to them in person seldom went well. Probably that's why he decided to go with the, the notes in the locker. Not a surprise, right, that that you had that kind of dysfunction considering how things went for the for the Broncos in 2023? Players didn't like 22? some of the coaches on a 5-12 and 12 team. <laughs> what a, film at 11. Film at 11. What a shocker. What an absolute shocker on that. Also, one final thing. Trey Lance, who now seems to be the forgotten man in San Francisco. Remember when he was the future, right? I think Not, he's the forgotten man in the league right now. Not that long ago. Yeah. He was the future. He's sitting there rehabbing. It's like Brock Purdy. They're like, oh, can we bring back Jimmy? Is Tom Brady coming to town? And he's like, dude. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm, I'm right here. And so there's now the debate about what's going to happen because it doesn't look like Garoppolo is going back to the Niners. No. Brock Purdy's got, the, Vegas, got the elbow injury that's going to take quite a time to, you know, a long time to recover from. And so he's going to miss the entire offseason. And the feeling was is that the Niners were still going to go look for somebody else outside of Trey Lance to be their quarterback. That uh, Lance appeared on the, the aforementioned Rich Eisen on his show. And Lance said Brock played 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 way to played well when asked if the 49ers ever told him he remained their choice at quarterback. And that's all he's looking for is a chance to prove he can handle the job. Everyone saw what Brock did. Brock doesn't just come in and play that well, and I just got handed something out of the blue, and I don't respect that or want that, but I truly believe, yeah, I want, I just want an opportunity to compete, and that's all I wanted going into this offseason. Do they start the season with Trey Lance as their quarterback? I'm going to say yes. I will too. Not because he wins the job. But because he's the only quarterback healthy enough that's been there. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. All right, 822, and it's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, up for grabs today, as per usual on a Thursday. A case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. First correct text answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets it. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. If you are not 21 or older, also sit it out. Patrick Mahomes is playing in his third Super Bowl in four years coming up on Sunday. May have heard that. I was the first quarterback to play in three straight Super Bowls. Tell Patrick to call me when his son wins a Super Bowl ring like mine did. Who is it? All right, first correct answer. Wins a case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage today. Text your answer in, 970. I feel that one's pretty easy. 242-1340. All right. So, coming up, uh, we have Delta Montrose tonight over on the Monkey. You'll hear from uh, Delta's coaches, Kyle Crowder, girls coach, and uh, Rob Ames, boys coach, and also Montrose girls coach, Steve Skiff. Uh, that coverage starts at uh, 545 tonight over on the Monkey. And uh, we got Trish from Grand Junction Parks and Rec with us. Good morning, Trish. How are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you? Doing fine. So what's uh, what's shaking with Parks and Rec? Weather's starting to get a little bit nicer. Spring's around the corner. Kind of, kind of wrapping up the winter sports, but heading into spring soon. 
Exactly. And most people think of sports when you think of Parks and Rec, but um, actually arts and culture is part of our department as well. Absolutely. So I want to tell you about the Art Beat Competition. And that is a youth competition. We've We've been doing it for 10 years now. And the theme this time around is fresh eyes. So we're looking for artwork that represents a change in perspective. And this contest is geared toward um, uh, third through 12th graders. So we have a third through fifth division, a sixth through eighth, and a ninth through 12th division. And what we want is that artwork submitted by March 1st. It can be any medium you choose. And in um, after the competition ends, we'll be, we'll display this artwork at the library for a month. All right. So those budding artists out there, and I just you know, so people understand, we talk a lot about sports. Obviously, it's a sports show, but uh, with Grand Junction Parks and Rec. But uh, years ago, my daughter was in the rock band program that Parks and Rec had, and so I mean, there's there's so many different things out there. The art competitions you're mentioning, other things that are part of uh, Parks and Rec that aren't necessarily sports and some kids are into sports, some are not, some like a little bit of both, and that's the great thing about Parks and Rec. Exactly. Um, so it's great to remind the community that, community that we do that as well. Um, but all those things that you mentioned that we do, we it takes a lot of staff. And so summer's coming pretty soon, like you mentioned. And so we're going to do a seasonal hiring event next week. And um, we rely heavily on seasonals. We take people from 15 years all the way through retired to help us um, take care of what we need to take care of. So next Thursday, the 16th, at the Lincoln Park Barn from 2 to 6, it's going to be kind of a one-stop shop, you know, fill out an application, do some interviewing for the many positions that we have. And some of those positions are camp counselors, child care aides, facility maintenance, sports officials, turf maintenance, horticulture. So it's never too soon to get prepared for summer because we got to hire you and train you before it starts. Absolutely. So that's next Thursday. Next Thursday, yep, 16th. Okay. Anything else today, Trish? No, but if any of this stuff interests you, you can give us a shout at 254-3866 or our webpage is gjparksandrec.org. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you, Trish. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Welcome back, 830. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. If you're a Broncos fan, can, can you root for the Chiefs on Sunday? And if you can, tell me how you reconcile that with yourself. If you can, I'm not, I'm not saying you're the worst person in the world, or if you do, but I do, I do agree with what Sean Payton said the other day. No, I'm, I can't root for the Kansas City Chiefs. There are rivals. There are division rivals. They're the defending mm-hmm. AFC West champs. I'm not going to root for them. I'm not going to wish them well. Let's see. This is from yesterday. Throw it in the microwave. From Rick. Although I'm not happy about LeBron overtaking Kareem, my wine is that he glossed himself king years ago. Now, I remember the Sports Illustrated cover, King James, right? The chosen one, the whole thing. I don't remember he himself calling himself king first. 
Maybe I'm wrong. He hasn't I, walked I don't away from that personally. moniker. No, but, no, and you're right. You know, but it, but but then again, if people are calling you that, mm-hmm. you're gonna tell them no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's. I mean, they they have plenty of reasons to not like me, but that's people not liking me because you called me Buckeye Boy 21 years ago or 22 years ago. Exactly. Which I understand, but I don't know. That one's very very light for me. Right. Yeah. That that's. That I get can't it, be though. The, I mean, you can not like him because that, of, yeah, you can like him not like him for a lot of reasons. If, if that's it, mm-hmm. you no. Know? But it's kind of what we talk about with arrogance. I mean, he is the NBA scoring king now. He is. There's not too many more ranks to go above that. He does wear that crown now, whether you like it or not. RJ and Delta, 102.1 FM. Jim, there's no no way, no how I will ever root for the Eagles. Never go KC. Do you being a Giants fan, RJ? Totally get that. Totally mm-hmm. understand that. You're not going to root for them, and I don't blame you. Will you ever go to the Empire State Building again after they put up the Eagles colors? That's the question. Has RJ been there? I didn't. Or so, will you ever go now? A yeah. and B. Will you ever go again? Good questions. Only RJ can answer that. Mm-hmm. All right, eight thirty-two. Mentioned we have high school basketball tonight over on the Monkey, uh, ninety-five point seven here in the Valley. And Delta 97.1, and in Montrose 93.5. Delta basketball teams playing host to Montrose. And uh, second time that the Delta and Montrose girls will meet. They um, they played uh, down in Pagosa earlier in the season. And um, and so they uh, it was Montrose getting the win in that game down in Pagosa. So a rematch tonight. Mark Cantor, he uh, will have the call tonight over on the Monkey, uh, both the boys and girls games. He had the chance to talk with uh, Panther girls coach Kyle Crowder. Right now, Delta undefeated in the 4A Western Slope League. So, Kyle, apparently uh, Steamboat is only allowed to score 16 points when they play the Delta Panthers because that's all you guys held them to once again in your victory, uh, in your blowout victory last Friday. Yeah, it was a really good effort defensively. You know, um, still kind of sloppy, still kind of messy. And I feel like that we've had a little bit of a turn. You know, these kids were so competitive about things, um, you know, and they just want to compete every possession. Where seeing these teams for the second time after the first blowout, I feel like th- there's a little different look in their eye. Um, you know, I anticipate that we're going to have a little more sauce going into a couple of these other games because there's a little more fuel to to play well against Coleridge and, and um, Moffat County down the stretch here. But... Uh, I was pleased with the effort, you know, because we definitely could have gone out there and just won that game, you know, by 15 or 20. But the kids battled through it. We played great defense, and we were able to hold them to a few points. So proud of that. And, you know, you talk about having a little more sauce coming down the stretch. We've got Montrose coming in, and uh, they are always tough. They're always competitive. Uh, They've had their fair share of blowout victories this season. They dropped a tough one to Fruta uh, on on. Tuesday, and uh, it's always it's always a good battle between us and the Red Hawks. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, we saw them early, um, but we're significantly better than we were at that point, and I think they probably are too. Um, it was a pretty messy game uh, for us offensively. We just didn't finish. Defensively, we got a little bit lazy and gave them some easy opportunities. So hopefully we're going to do a little better job closing out to the shooters and 
um, battling a little bit inside more than, than we did the first time we saw him. And uh, if we can kind of just get it going offensively, you know, I feel like that, that uh, we've got some confidence going with some of our girls right now that didn't, maybe didn't have as much confidence early. I think they're going to go out and play well. I think it should be a, a good opportunity for us to go out there and win for sure. What is that like? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, obviously playing the league teams, you know, twice in a in in, in the season, and, and but now you've got this non-league opponent in Mondros who you saw early on, and now you're catching them later. What's that like for the girls to to kind of have that opportunity to to redeem themselves, if for lack of a better term? Yeah, I I mean I think it's going to be good because they're a good competition for us. You know, um, we match up well against them, so. I think it's a it's a good opportunity. They're a good team, so we're gonna have to play well. Um, and you know, it's just that weirdness of having played each other so much over the past few years. Um, you know, there's a lot of animosity between our girls and their girls, so uh, we're gonna have to go out there and control ourselves emotionally. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity for us to get better at this point in the season, and you know, kind of give us a little bit of momentum going into the last week. Um, and, and talking about that, we've only got a couple weeks left in the season here, even just a week and a half. Um, you know, and after we play Montrose, uh, we're going to be playing teams that the girls have beaten and, and some of them somewhat handily, um, obviously Summit, we, we only beat by one, but, uh, do you feel like the girls are, are getting complacent at all playing these teams that they've beaten by, by quite a bit before that, that they just, you know, want a little more competition? I, I think there's definitely a component that these kids want to have to compete a little bit harder. You know, they're they're competitive by nature, so I mean that's kind of a natural thing. Um, I don't know that it's complacency as much as it's, you know, they're they they don't know that it it really feels like it's worth their time. You know, um, I think that if if you know the teams can come out and and play hard against us. Um, if their if their mindset can be that they're going to try to come in and compete, I think my kids will compete harder. Um, but I don't think that you know the last couple of games that we had much resistance. Nobody really competed that hard against us, and I think that ended up looking complacent mm -hmm. because there just wasn't much pushback from the other team. Do you have concerns that obviously you know? I, I don't want to say they're not necessarily playing down to, mm -hmm. to lower competition, but going from playing you know a sub level team to some but you know some of these tougher teams they're going to see in the playoffs mm -hmm. that that they're going to have more competition being able to rise up to to face that i think they will for sure i mean i i've seen that over and over and over that these kids when we see good teams we play better we we know that um and it is a little bit of playing down to the competition and um like i said you know those those teams i don't feel like that they really even wanted to be in that game with us um and if that's the feeling i know that it kind of rubs off on us. It's kind of the same way. Um, so, so I'm excited that you know the next five games could really be better competition than we've seen most of the season. So, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a good week for us to go out and kind of get some things straight and start doing things a little bit better, a little bit harder, a little bit faster, and, and kind of be preparing for the playoffs. Sounds good. Good Thanks. game plan there. Thank you. Good luck, Kyle. All right, that's Mark Cantor with uh, Delta Girls coach uh, Kyle Crowder. And uh, I had the chance to talk with uh, Montrose coach Steve Skiff about uh, the matchup tonight with the Panthers. But when you look at the RPI right now, you're 11th in the RPI at 13-5. and five. Uh, Durango, we should mention, they're second in the RPI right now behind Roosevelt. I mean, they're in a pretty good spot right now, Steve, when it comes to the postseason. 
Yeah, we are. You know, we're we're lined up to uh, maybe get a home game, and, and anytime you can maybe get a Eastern Slope team to travel over the mountain our way as opposed to the other way, then um, that's an advantage for us. And so, you know, these next couple weeks, we're really just trying to take it one game at a time. And and uh, you know, tonight it's Florida, but then it doesn't get any easier for us moving on the rest of the week or the the rest of the, the next couple weeks. Now, of course, uh, you have Delta coming up on Thursday, which we'll have over on uh, the Monkey. Uh, we can hear at 93.5 uh, in Montrose, 97.1 in Delta. So you get a, a chance to score off against your Highway 50 rivals. And, and the Delta girls in the 4 Western Slope League, they're, uh, they're undefeated right now. They're playing some really good basketball. They are. Coach Crowder does an amazing job with them. And, you know, I know they've lost some, some kids from last year, but he's got this year's team playing at a high level. Um you know, it's it's always a great matchup whenever you get Montrose and Delta together. So, you know, we're going down to their place this year. It should be a great atmosphere, and, and we're excited for that game as well. Get a little rematch from uh, early in the season when you both played in the tournament. Uh, uh, you've got the win in that one, uh, 49-43. to So, like I said, a second time around, you get to face Montrose. You get to face uh, Delta, Steve, with your Montrose Red Hawks. Yeah, and it should be interesting. You know, that was the first kind of weekend of the of the year and coach crowder and i were joking you know we traveled all the way to pagosa springs to play a game that we you know could have played on a tuesday just driving 20 minutes down the road but uh no it's always exciting and it's always a good challenge for us delta's a great program and and uh again another big test for us coming in late late to the season yeah tatum miller's played really well for them hasn't she yeah she has and um can shoot the ball can drive the, the ball to the basket um, you know, defensively, they're they're solid. They you know play a zone that's um, very tough to do, you know get past and and yeah, just uh, again a lot of lot of weapons that you have to to deal with. Hey, Steve, appreciate the time. See you out there at. Uh... All right, so there's Steve Skiff, uh, coach of the Montrose girls basketball team, uh, coming out that loss to Fruit Monument on Tuesday night. And so the last time they met was at the tournament in Pagosa Springs. Uh, Montrose with a forty nine forty three victory in that one. They had a big night for Macy Oberg. She had 20 points in that game with uh, taking Rocco, adding 10 points. And then for uh, Delta, nobody was in uh, double digits in scoring. Uh, Taylor Summers had uh, six points, but Kylie Huff led the way with eight points in that uh, loss. But uh, I think if you ask uh, Kyle Crowder, his team is uh, playing much better than they were at that point in time. And and for Montrose, they have certainly faced some really tough competition in the Southwestern League. You can hear those games tonight, the boys and the girls, starting with girls' coverage at 545. They'll tip it at 6 o'clock. The boys to follow at 730. Over on the Monkey, 95.7 here in the Valley. In Delta, 97.1. And in Montrose, 93.5 FM. Tonight, Mark Cantor will have the call on both games tonight from Delta. All right, 842, and we have a winner for who is it? <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Yes, the first quarterback to play in three straight Super Bowls and have a son win a Super Bowl ring. Not Jim Kelly. Definitely not Tom Brady. It is Bob Greasy. Congratulations to Kim. First in the door with their only one in the door with the right answer. All right, very good. Congratulations. All right, 842. Coming up next, it's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team.
And with us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, he's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, Palisade 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young joins us. Keaton, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you're over uh, taking some classes at CMU today, is that correct? No, I have the day off for classes. Oh, yeah, the day off today, but you've been taking classes over there. That's what uh, uh, Mr. Hawkins, the AD, said you've been taking some classes over at CMU. So what, what classes are you taking right now? Um, a bunch of different classes. I think I have 13, 13 credits at the moment. So oh, good. List uh, good for you. I assume yeah, you got yeah. your wrestling season underway. You've been you've been competing on the match. You're going to Palisade. You're going to Mesa. You're you're a busy guy. Uh, congratulations on winning oh, yeah. the 138 pound uh, championship at the uh, Southwestern League Western Slope League uh, team tournament uh, that was last week. Uh, kind of take us through how you performed there because obviously you won the your bracket won the the championship at 138 and uh, faced some some pretty good wrestlers out of the Southwestern League and also the Western Slope league on your way to winning that title yeah it was fun there was a lot of good kids there there was fruta i was hoping will stewart would wrestle so i'd get to wrestle him again but it didn't turn out he's got some injuries going on so but there's some good matches about it well, it was i think tournament yeah, I think for you, I mean, for anybody who was wrestling in that tournament, good tune-up for regionals, of course, uh, coming up here this weekend, and then, of course, the state wrestling tournament. So uh, what were some things you tried to maybe work on a little bit technique-wise when you were competing in that tournament? My goal was kind of just staying in solid position. Whether I was getting points or not, I didn't want to have them look sloppy. I didn't want to get many points scored on me, that type of thing. So basically my idea was just kind of, Instead of just winning matches, I focused out there on winning positions, winning points, stuff like that. Palisade Senior, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young joining us today on the Team Sports Network. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. Uh, you're a guy that's gone through a, a lot of challenges, broke your collarbone after you competed at the uh, Warrior Classic when you were a freshman. COVID uh, obviously cut down the number of qualifiers for state, and you were on the outside looking in uh, in that year, the, the COVID year as well. So, I mean, you've, you've had some 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 challenges, uh, Keenan, uh, you know, Keaton, through your, your career here early on. But you also reached a big milestone not that long ago, picking up your 100th career victory as a high school wrestler, uh, a, a watershed moment for any any guy to get to 100 wins in, in, uh, in a career. Kind of take us through that moment, what that was like for you to, to win your, your 100th match in your high school career. Yeah, it was great. I was really surprised. I had no idea what was going on. They were yelling at me, calling me to the center of the mat. I had my headgear on, so I couldn't hear very well in general. Seemed like I was the only guy out of the loop, but we figured it out. So you, it was fun just to have everybody there, yeah. everybody cheering. It was great. So, so you had no idea that you were about ready to win your no, last no match. Clue. But everybody else, they were paying attention, and, and they were celebrating when you were able to come up with that victory. Uh, take us back to your freshman year when, when you broke your collarbone, and uh, that happened at Warrior Classic, and uh, your, your season was shut down from, from that point on. What what a I mean what a disappointing thing to go through. How did how did you mentally back then? I mean, as a freshman, as a young guy, stay focused, keep your eye on 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 your recovery and getting back on the mats. That had to be really tough to to not be able to to compete as a freshman with that injury. Yeah, I mean it was it was hard to finally face that fact because it felt 
when I broke it, there was a possibility that I'd be able to make it back for regionals and state. So I worked all season long, just recovery, recovery, trying to get it back to where I could before, stuff like that. And then I got cleared. And the day after I was cleared to wrestle, I was helping one of my friends warm up for one of our duels. And I broke it again during warm-up. So that was a hard time to realize that I was officially out for the season. and There was no coming back from it, which yeah. was rough. But oh, yeah. I it mean, just made me more kind of motivated, I guess, for the next year to do better. And that's, some, proof. Yeah, that's something Coach Troutwine's talked about, about how you're so self-motivated. I know in the, the article in the paper he talked about that, that you're very self-driven. Is that something that comes from your family, something that just comes from within within yourself? Where do you get that that level of, of self-motivation? Where does that come from for you, Keaton? I mean, I guess the best way I know how to explain it is it's nobody else's responsibility to push me. They're not going to... Everybody's focused on their own lives, so I should be focused more on motivating myself instead of trying to have make sure somebody else is behind me, if that makes sense. We're talking with Palisade Bulldogs, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young. He uh, won the championship at the Southwestern League, Western Slope League uh, championships this past week. Uh, he, t- he took the uh, championship at 138 pounds uh, during that tournament. At State last year, you finished fourth at 138, and it was the best finish of anybody here in the Valley. And I know that uh, while that that's a heck of an accomplishment, you're looking for far better than a fourth place finish this year. I know you're you're looking to go over to Denver and come back with a championship. That's the plan. What does it look like in your weight class? Uh, you know, assuming, of course, you, you qualify through regionals and, and get to state. Who looks to be maybe, or a couple of guys look to be maybe the the guys that stand in your way of, of winning a state championship at 138? Well, right now, based on the rankings and stuff like that, there's a kid from Pueblo County that's ranked above me, but I've watched him wrestle and stuff like that, and I really think I could have a good match with him. And then the kid below me, Travis uh, Scott, I believe, from Roosevelt. He's a great wrestler, too, so... There's going to be some good matches either way, but I'm not afraid of it. Excited for it, to be honest. What do you feel like you learned from last year's experience finishing fourth at state? It's fast, man. It goes by the tournament. You never realize just how funneling it is, but the further you go, the more enticing it gets every day. It's just like I always told myself, one more match to prove, one more match to prove. It was just crazy how fast and how high the stakes kept growing up, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. Uh, Palisade, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young with us today. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. As far as uh, going to Palisade, senior this year, uh, do you have a favorite teacher that maybe you have right now? Uh, it can even be maybe somebody over at Mesa that, uh, that you're taking classes from. Is there somebody, a class or a teacher that you really enjoy having right now? Yeah, um, I haven't had any teachers at Palisade this year, but I had a Professor Bennett at CMU. She was my English 111 teacher last semester, and she's my mythology teacher this year. She's a great teacher. Anything you do when it comes to pre-match-wise? Music you listen to, you got a playlist, something like that. Is there anything that you do to get yourself ready to compete? I always try to focus on visualizing different positions. Everybody knows their strengths and weaknesses, so I try to focus on 
those and see what I need to work on, what I want to see myself do in the match, what positions I want to get into and what positions I want to score in, that type of stuff. Hey, Keenan, I appreciate but the time. I'm not a big music listener. Yeah, you're, no, you're just you're focusing on the task at hand and what you're visualizing what's on the mats and hey it's uh, it's it's it doesn't matter what the process is as long as it's working for you and it sounds like it's working really well for you hey keaton i appreciate the time this morning thanks for coming on and uh congratulations on uh the win at the the southwestern league western slope league uh team championships and best of luck with the regionals and state coming up i appreciate the time this morning Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Barry Keaton Young of the Palisade Bulldogs wrestling team, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. And at Scotty's, they do it all. They've got uh, car wash, lube center, mufflers and exhaust. They can detail your car as well and fix anything that's wrong with your car. Stop by and see them today or give them a call. 970-245-0101 for Scotty's Complete Car Care Center downtown Grand Junction. All right. Coming up next hour, we'll have uh, NASCAR Fred in the garage of NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. We're uh, running short on time, but we'll uh, we'll get to four-down territory next hour as well. So if you're a Broncos fan, is there any way you can root for the Chiefs? I'm not sure you can.